Hey, Dylan here. Before we roll the intro and get into today's episode, there's something that I quickly want to share with all of you listening to this. So given the current situation in the world, live content is becoming more and more important for SaaS companies right now. Webinars, roundtables, and online events are taking over. And if you've tried running any of these yourself, you know just how difficult they can be. And that's where today's sponsor can help. Restream allows you to broadcast live, engaging video directly from your browser to 30 plus social networks at the same time. They power over 8 million live streams every single month and are already trusted by companies like Cisco, IBM, and Microsoft. And more importantly, I love Restream and I'm using it every single day. So with this sponsorship, they're enabling us to take this podcast and my own live streams to the next level so that we can bring you even better interviews. If you would want to try it out, please visit restree.am forward slash Dylan. That's R-E-S-T-R-E dot A-M forward slash Dylan. It'll take you straight to the homepage and show them that you came from this podcast. They have a great free plan that you can use to test it out. And you'll also get a $10 credit when signing up using that link. So once again, that's restree.am forward slash Dylan. Okay, let's get into today's show and roll the intro. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the SaaS Marketing Show, a weekly podcast for founders and marketers within SaaS and B2B tech. You'll be hearing from senior marketers and founders at some of the most exciting companies in the world. You can expect to hear advice, results of experiments, and exactly what's working behind the scenes of some rapidly growing SaaS and B2B technology companies. No top-level BS, actionable stuff only. My name is Dylan Hay, and I'm one of the co-founders of Hay Digital, a PPC and CRO agency that helps SaaS and B2B technology companies grow. I just happen to also be the host of this show. So when we're not interviewing senior marketers or founders, we'll be sharing behind the scenes of our business and exactly what's working for our own customers, many of whom are just like you listening to this podcast. Okay, let's get into today's show. Are you looking for your next scalable acquisition channel? Something that consistently drives new signups and demo requests. Sounds like it's time to introduce PPC. At Hey Digital, we're experts at helping SaaS and B2B technology companies grow with paid ads. Learn more at heydigital.co. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the SaaS Marketing Show. So I'm excited about this one. I am joined with Andy Culligan, who is the CMO at Leadfeeder, the company where I used to work. So for anyone that doesn't know, Leadfeeder is a sales and marketing tool for performance-driven teams that allows them to generate more leads by seeing exactly which companies have been on the website, how they found you, what they've been interested in, how they're kind of uh, visiting the site, et cetera. Andy, welcome to the show. Really pleased to have you here. Thanks very much, and thanks for the invite. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so today we're going to be talking specifically about how you guys have kind of responded to this current situation in the world, and off the back of that, how you've been driving really impressive numbers of webinar like signups, because you've been talking about that a lot on LinkedIn, and we're going to deep dive into how you've been doing that, but also the, what the strategy is behind these webinars and how useful they've been for the business, et cetera. Um, but before jumping into that, let's just talk a little bit about lead feeder. So 
Uh, you joined the team, what, about six, seven months ago? Is that so back in December. So what are we now? We're coming into, we're April now. So like I'm, I'm, I'm coming into my sixth month now with Lead Feeder. Yeah. Awesome. So Lead Feeder raised a Series A in April of last year, so 2019, 3.1 million euros. So that was from Endite Capital, Superhero Capital, and Vendep Capital. And you just said to me that we can share some MRR numbers, paying client numbers, et cetera. So maybe you could just set the scene as to kind of roughly where you guys are at in terms of uh, some of those key metrics. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. So um, in terms of MRR, so we, we, we look at everything MRR focused. So we're just north of half a million in MRR right now with about uh, 5,000 paying customers. And on top of that, then we have about 45,000 users. So within those users, we also have like freemium users. So people that are using the product for free, which is also something that we offer. But from those 45,000, 5,000 of which are paying. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that. So before we jump into like webinar strategy, how are you guys responding? I think it'd be really cool to hear how, uh, not just for me personally, but for everyone else too, like how the team is structured from a marketing and like a growth standpoint. What does your marketing team look like and how do you collaborate with the sales team, the growth team, et cetera? First and foremost, I would say that marketing and sales are very, very well aligned in Lead Feeder. It's something that I focus on typically anyway, because I make the marketing targets revenue focused targets. Awesome. So, um, when we talk about growth, we'll always talk about growth and revenue rather than growth of lead gen or growth of signups or, or, or growth of leads or MQLs or something like that. I'm less concerned about the growth at the top of funnel, but more, more concerned about the growth at the bottom of the funnel, which typically gets me well aligned with the head of sales. So our head of sales is our CRO, Yako. So uh, myself and Yako probably speak like 10 times a day, I would say. All hours of the day, 10 times a day, regardless if something's happening. If, 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 if there's, you know, if, there, if we're seeing some trends, hourly trends or something in the data, then we'll have to do something about that. Myself and Yako are on it. So from that perspective, really well, well, well aligned. I would say another thing is that we, that we focus on from a marketing perspective is trying to keep a, a lean enough team. So like I try not to make rocket science out of things. So I try to keep things relatively simple. So some things that I've brought in at Lead Feeder is a focus on account-based marketing. And that's in alignment with the, outbound strategy that we're currently building so as you mentioned when you were at lead feeder it was very much focused on inbound and that's hasn't changed per se but we have also introduced an outbound team and the outbound team are being built um, in the nordics and then also in the us we're building an outbound team right now with that they're going to need some support from a marketing perspective and i just put it quite simply it's like if the outbound team have a list of accounts that they're targeting then I should also be targeting those same list of accounts from a marketing perspective. So I've got a couple of people, like so I have a guy that's focused on our paid marketing strategy. He will help out with the ABM piece. Then I also have a guy that's just focused primarily on the ABM piece, okay, um, and building that out. But it's, it's quite simple as saying, what are, what are the profiles that we want to target? And then what type of content do we need in order to target those profiles, create gated pieces of content and push it out on channels via like LinkedIn. We also need to make sure that we're getting the right up-to-date data from the sales team and making sure there's a good process there. So there's two people there that are managing them. One of them is also managing the inbound piece. So Dara is managing both inbound uh, from the, the paid perspective as well as managing some of the stuff from ABM. Johnny is managing primarily just the ABM piece. Then I've got somebody that's managing content overall, which is looking after organic, as well as helping out with things like creating the right content for the right personas for the ABM, for the ABM uh, play as well. So like 
Anna's role would be like focus on growing that organic traffic on a monthly basis, as well as as well as focusing on creating new content for 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 the sales team to push out uh, for the ABM piece, as well as stuff that we can push out on LinkedIn. Okay, um, then on top of that, then I also have a, a developer on the team that's focused on building out, for example, the website and different landing pages and stuff that we need around that. And then I have another person that's there to, to focus on the, the figures around how, how things are converting. So Dominic is, is very much focused on, the, on the, the website, how the website is performing, what we can be doing to, to get better performance out of the site. Because typically on any given month, we sort of get about 90,000 users to the site. Um, how can we be converting more of those users into signups or trials or converting them to more with more lead gen content, for example? How do we make sure that our lead gen content isn't cannibalizing our sign-up rate, for example? How do we get around right. that? Things like that, Dominic would be would be focused on. And then on top of that, then I have somebody focus on customer marketing to make sure that we're not uh, losing customers because of, of any marketing efforts that we're doing. So um let's say like a um, mix up in communication. So we currently use a number of tools to, to push out email. So when people sign up for trial, they get an email from one system, whereas when they're paying customers, they might get an email from another system. Um, those two systems could be, for example, Intercom and Natero, Natero being a, a customer success tool versus Intercom, which is a tool which is used across all, all stages in the life cycle. Then we'd also have our marketing tool, which would also be uh, active campaign, for example. So how do all of those different right. tools in, integrate with one another? How do we make sure that, that the that the emails that are going out are are in line with one another and all the comms are in line. So, like that that's that's the entire team actually. It's not a massive team. I've gone I've in previous roles I've I've led larger teams, and um, but in, at Leadfeeder, to be honest with you, in terms of what our strategy is and how we want to churn out content and how we get things rolling, it's a bit all hands on deck. But everybody has a, a specific role. <laughs> For sure. But, um, that's how, we, that's how it works. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down and explaining that too. Cause I, I think people often find that interesting when they're, especially if they're maybe like an earlier stage startup, when they're trying to build out their marketing division or team or arm, it's like, it, there's so many different options out there for which route to go down. Right. Like yesterday I did a podcast interview uh, where someone from a company called Bonjuro, Oliver, their head of marketing and growth, he was talking about how they, really pushed hard on affiliate marketing to grow from the outset. There's people like Leadfeeder and you guys who really relied heavily on inbound to begin with and content marketing. There's some people that go outbound from the start. So it's, I think it's useful for people to find out how different things are structured, but then also to see that, hey, you don't necessarily need this like giant team at the point that you guys are at. You can do everything with a like more finely tuned and specific team rather than having to build out loads and loads of people, train loads of people up, et cetera. So it's, yeah, it's cool. I like the way that you guys have things set up. I agree. I think it's about like not trying to do all the things, but do some of the things well, right? I think at the moment it's a little bit tricky with that. So my team want to kill me at the moment because of how <laughs> things are at the moment, because I'm jumping from one thing to the next, just trying to combat what the current world situation is. But I think they understand that it's needed and we'll get to, to like the success that we've seen in some of these things in a couple of minutes, I guess, but yeah. it's been necessary to be able to, to pivot, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. So let's, let's, let's dive into that then. Let's talk about like how you guys have, I guess, like adapted or changed things from your perspective over the last three, four weeks. Now I, I don't need us to go ultra specific on how everything has changed for you guys, because kind of ironically, I know that one of the webinars that you did originally was titled like tearing up the playbook, how lead feeder marketing is adapted to the new normal. So I'm guessing 
I, I haven't checked, but if there's like a replay of that available or something, if people want to check that out, I'm sure they can go ahead and do that. Um, so I want to talk just top level, like maybe one or two of the things that you've changed. And then I want to go into, because I know webinars is a big part of that. So I want to go into those specifically. But tell me how, like as a CMO, how your how your thoughts have changed as to how you approach marketing at this point in time? Like, are you going heavier on brand, less so on like real lead generation content? Or how do you, if you are doing lead generation content, how do you make sure it doesn't, um, you're not doing like shitty lead generation content, right? And just not changing anything? Like, how are you, how are you guys approaching things at the moment? I think you need to, like, I think you need to look at what's useful to people. So you need to, you need, like, this is, this is something that you should be doing all the time in any case. Like what, what would people actually want to digest at the moment, you know, rather than pushing lead, like proper old school lead gen top of funnel stuff down their, down their throat. Right. Um, it should be stuff that people can walk away and do something actionable with. I think that's the main point. It's like, I've always tried to try to introduce that in anything that I'm doing, but like you sort of lose sight of the actionable or actionableness or actionability. I don't know what, what the right word is there, but the thing that somebody can take away and start doing immediately with their team is something that like I'd always had in sight in the past. So whenever I did like something large from a, an event perspective, if we were running our own event or if I was doing a webinar or if I was giving out a white paper, I'd want to have something in there that would somebody would be able to take away and actually use, right? Because I think a lot of the times like I've been in the situation where I've downloaded something and I'm like, well, that is just pure lead gen magnet there and i'm not like i'm not learning anything from this you know there's right. no like there's no template for me to use off the back of this to tell me how to do better cold call or a better better cold calls or better cold emails or something right it's just you know give me blah blah so that was the first thing that, that like we started to discuss as a team um and like when we say you mentioned about tearing up the playbook, we really did tear up the playbook because like I sat down with Anna who's the head of content and I was like, what are you working on? And she said, well, I'm cleaning up these old blog posts because we need to make sure that, you know, that they're clean and there's all these other teams that we want to be discussing over the next couple of months. I said, stop all that. Focus on the, the, the situation at hand right now. So typically like organic growth is always a long-term strategy right now. Like we are trying to focus on fixing up the old content and so on and do a bit of that. But at the same time, like what are the content pieces that people want to read right now? Okay. How do we drive that traffic right now? Was at the same time, like keeping an eye on the numbers, making sure that we are driving the right amount of traffic as well as maybe the amount of signups, for example. And then like you mentioned, I don't need to get into any detail, but you did mention that, that that webinar that we did with the marketing team a couple of weeks ago, you'll find that on YouTube, but it brings you through exactly what we've done, like step-by-step, step, exactly what each little team within the within the marketing division has done right now in order to, to combat. So go have a look at that to, to, to get exact details of what we did there. But a lot of chopping and changing, a lot of pausing of budgets. And at the same time, like the pausing of budgets, funnily enough, hasn't had any impact on the numbers, which is funny. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Cool. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll make sure wherever anyone's either watching this, listening to this, I'll put the link to the YouTube video in the show notes. If you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, and in the description on YouTube. Now let's talk about, I've seen you over the last like four or five days sharing some cool like pictures and numbers around some of the webinars that you're doing. So I know that there was one where I don't know if this was all the same webinar, but it was like, okay, launched this 24 hours ago and there was already 600 people signed up. And then the next day there was a post from you saying, now there's a thousand. And then the next day there was, okay, now there's 1800. And I know a lot of people would love to have 
of course they're not all gonna show up, right? But a lot of people would love to have the attention of that many people on one of the webinars or content pieces that they're doing. So let's talk about, uh, in a second we'll talk about like specifically how you've done that. But first I wanna touch on for, for you guys, like these webinars, what's the ultimate goal from these? Because I think like from looking at the titles of them, I know this was maybe one based on outbound sales during COVID-19 or something like that. Like, so of course it's a branding play too, because you're getting lots of people or more people, more eyes on you. But I'm guessing topics like this, based on what you guys do, I'm sure this is generating leads for the business as well at a pretty good rate. So maybe talk to us a bit about how you, um, how you're approaching this, how you come up with the ideas and what kind of impact they're having on the, on the business at the moment. Okay. So I, yeah. So like the, the, the topics obviously are, are, are driving a lot of attention. Right. So, um, like, uh, from, from, from our business perspective, like let's, let's talk about it. Like, I, I, I think we need to, we need to be sure here, like in terms of what, what's in that content. Like I'm very, I, I always keep this in mind that, the, the strongest pitch is no pitch at all. So in these, in these, in these webinars, I tend not to pitch the product. I mentioned the product and I mentioned that what the product does. And if people aren't familiar with the product, they can go check it out. Our follow up afterwards then asks people, Hey, if you want to sign up for a free trial, here's the link and we can maybe extend out free trial a little bit, for example, what we've done sometimes. And um, like the impact that it's had on the business is it's, it's a couple of things. So internally, right? During a time where salespeople are a little bit concerned and a little bit worried about things, we've managed to create like a lot of rah-rah within the team, you know? People are excited about it and they're like, you know, salespeople are texting me like the night before saying, oh, tomorrow's like, we're going to launch the rocket ship, you know? One of the guys just texted me, you know? And like the salespeople are getting really involved and really excited about it. That's why I'm posting all these numbers and stuff on LinkedIn as well so that like our team as well is getting excited about it and getting proud about the brand and so on and also sharing it. So you get broader, you get broader and um, broader exposure then right and i just from the the overall like lead gen perspective and um, yeah like so we've seen signups off the back of that so like typically off the back of, like we, we've got nearly two thousand signups for the webinar that you're speaking about like from last week and if we manage I've, I've done some i've done some numbers on it and so on if we manage to to even do like a pessimistic amount of signups off the back of that it would still equate to what we're typically doing in one day across the business right now. So just from that one effort, if, if, if I take the pessimistic version of the number of, of people that will sign up for a trial off the back of that, then it will be equating probably a little bit more than what we're bringing in through all other channels in one day. So, so like it, it, from, from a business perspective, they make sense for the immediate need. I think for the long-term need um, is this teaching element. So for people that are either in, existing pipeline it enables the sales team to have a touch right so the whole point of all of this different content that we're pushing out at the moment is to give sales some fuel to use to be able to reach out to either new prospects or existing prospects so if they're an existing prospect they can say hey by the way we're teaching people how to keep focus on outbound during this time and give you some tips and takeaways here's you know here's a link go register we don't need to talk about your specific opportunity right now with us but go have a look at this and it keeps them engaged at the same time for complete net new stuff it enables the guys in the outbound team to do some outreach and get that initial touch because they're having the same issues on on the client side as, we're, as like everybody's having right now so they'd say okay well this is a learning opportunity for me how can i see like some actionable takeaways that i can do that are provided by lead feeder for me to to really capitalize on 
And with that, like you're helping people. So you're not driving people to get into a fun, get into the, the opportunity pipeline with you or to move them further down the pipeline. You are helping them. Okay. And with that, um, like that, that's a long-term play. So most of our sales team have even said it to me in that like the great thing about these things is, is keeping lead feeder top of mind to people that are already in the pipeline. And then when we come out of this thing, which we will come out of in a couple of months time, that people will remember and say, oh yeah, on a weekly basis, lead feeder were doing this with me and they were helping me with like alleviate this specific problem or need that I have. Therefore, you know, I'm going to put them above others um, that I'm looking at for that specific solution. Yeah, for sure. That makes so much sense. And like in, in the world that we work into, right, there's so many different touch points involved in a sales, not just a sales conversation, but like a conversion, the, the way that someone finds out about you guys and then sees a piece of content and then maybe speaks to a salesperson, does a demo, sees this, sees that. Like we, especially now more than ever, it's like more important to be top of mind with those people or to be expanding on brand right now too. There's an opportunity to do that instead of like hiding away like most people are doing and going into like churn reduction mode, which I understand from one perspective, but really now's the time to, if you do something good, it's very easy to stand out from people that are just posting the same stuff or, or not doing anything at all. So um, yeah, I totally, totally get it. It's really cool. How, how are you guys going about the promotion of these webinars at the moment? How are you driving up this interest? Is it all from your own email list? Is it partnering with other people? Cause I know I've seen other guest speakers. How, like, how are you, how are you doing things? So the guest speakers ones have worked out really, really well, particularly the one with, uh, from last week with Aaron. So Aaron Ross is, is the guy that, that we did it with last week. And he's, you know, <laughs> when, I, when I asked him, I said, oh, Aaron, this is probably good for you too. Because I know Aaron for a while. I said, it was like, I mean, it's probably been good for you the past couple of weeks to not be on the road so much. And he said, yeah, it's, you know, it's been nice. And before that, he was in, he was in Brazil, you know, and I seen he was doing a keynote there at a large conference. And he said, yeah, it's funny in Brazil. I'm like the David Hasselhoff of Brazil is what they call him, right? So like, I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing, Aaron. But like, he's, he's like, he's super, super famous. So he's known worldwide. And it just so happened that, like I had done some business with Aaron in the past and he actually reached out to me funny enough saying, Hey, I've seen your content. Like maybe there's, maybe there's room for us to do something together. And I said, yeah, that sounds great. So I just jumped on that opportunity. I said, okay, uh, let's do a webinar. And uh, I spoke with his team and we put a webinar in, in the calendar real quick and just said, okay, well let's get it done ASAP. Um, so yeah. So like it, it from a partner perspective, it's it, like, that's been the most important thing I think in driving those high numbers with Aaron obviously being able to, to, to ping his database. So he's got his own company of predictable revenue. So being able to, to send out a note out to their database, which is very much within our ideal customer profile as well, because it's all sales teams and that's who we sell to. Um, and then our own database, which we have about 40,000 like prospects in, like, like opted in prospects. And then also to our own customer base as well, which I mentioned before, which is what 45,000 users, right? Um, so yeah, we use our own data quite heavily for it. On top of that, like quite, quite a lot came in from LinkedIn. So you've been seeing my LinkedIn posts. So I've been doing, as I said, a lot of rah-rah within the company to try to get people, you know, really excited about it. And people have been pushing it out. So we've got a, in, in Leadfeeder, like whenever somebody shares something on social, we then share it with everybody else and make sure that people are liking and sharing it. Simple enough, right? On top of that, then we did some paid, but like, not much. I think for that webinar that we did last week, we've probably spent like $300 on Facebook and we were typically getting a sign up for $5 a piece. So, you know, 60, 60 signups or something like that, that we got from Facebook, which is working pretty well. 
but generally like it's it's been the organic piece it's been really usually utilizing social pretty well sharing it via facebook we have our own user group on facebook as well which i posted some videos into that i that i asked people to you know get involved which we got some people in as well then me sharing it all the senior leadership team sharing it on linkedin getting the rest of the team to share it on linkedin and then the, the use of the email like pretty simple like no there's been no rocket science behind it at all like I, like the half the reason i was posting this stuff on, on linkedin is because i honestly i was shocked myself at the numbers <laughs> so, so like there's been no real like you know like people are like oh, what did you do tell me exactly what you did on a landing page i was like the landing page is shit like the landing page is not like nothing special like it's classic like just the landing page that's been given to us by the by, by the webinar provider so like it's been nothing nothing crazy yeah, but you say that like, oh, it's been nothing crazy, but this is the result of like years of building a brand and doing good marketing and yeah. actually helping people. And then all the other work that you've done then leads up to something like this. And that's what people miss sometimes, right? It's like, oh, there has to be this secret, the secret source or whatever. But it's like, okay, that's the power of building that brand, building that audience, like having a good sure. relationship with them and, and then ultimately putting together something that people actually give a shit about because that's the thing that most people do like usually in marketing a webinar is a webinar is an afterthought right it's like oh let's just throw a webinar in there and it's like half an hour an hour of either a complete pitch fest or just content that's regurgitated and not useful to anybody so I, I I definitely think just from everything that you've said so far there's a ton of takeaways that people can utilize like the key ones that stand out to me is okay making content that people actually care about like if you yeah. can find someone that um, is also a good partner with something like this on a webinar where they share a target audience with you and they have a good size audience and yeah that's great but also you don't have to go down that route I think the, the thing that you said about LinkedIn and social is really important too and especially getting the team involved because I know there'll be some people listening going oh well they have a list of like 40,000 people or whatever so it's easier for for them and of course that helps but there's still loads of other stuff that you've been doing and if you didn't have a list like if you had no email list you can still go and be actively promoting this kind of stuff on LinkedIn. It's so easy to get in front of people there now. It's like we we launched the podcast and the only promotion we've done is like a few like a few video clips about it on LinkedIn and it's driving like hundreds and soon thousands of downloads, right? And it's 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 really simple, but most people just don't go down that route. And getting the team involved, being active, sharing is is a really good one too. Um, so to be honest, I think like everything that you've shared so far is valuable enough in itself that we could probably start to wrap things up here. So I just have like one more, one more question for you and then we'll, then we'll wrap this up. But if, if someone is thinking about, okay, we're a SaaS company right now, we have these options, like, shall we do a webinar? Shall we be doing more content? Like, should we be doing more outbound? Like what, what have you seen? It sounds like webinars are a big point, a big point of this for you, but um, what would your advice be to, okay, maybe give, this ago is it a webinar is there something else that you're doing as well at the moment like what what tips would you give to someone else kind of in your position at the moment i think what i'm seeing right now is that people are in a bit of paralysis okay so one tip that i've been given to people is if if you're not busy right now you're doing something wrong so like I've, I've spoken to a number of people and they're like oh yeah you know we're working from home watch a bit of tv in the afternoon then we finish it before o'clock have a couple of beers and then you know that's not what it's like with us at the moment right we're like running around like headless chickens at the moment but in a, in a direction okay like with a certain amount of direction to it like it's it's crazy busy right now so that would be my first tip if you're sitting on your hands doing nothing right now that's wrong okay so if, if that's the case then you should be focused on a couple of different areas so first thing I'd focus in on is, is content. Okay. Create some content pieces, which are acting as sales fuel. 
right? Sales fuel being empathetic content, which can help people right now, okay? So it doesn't need to be 100% focused on what your product can do to help. It needs to be focused on, or your service, if you offer a service, it needs to be focused on what information you can provide as a professional in one area to another person that may not have that area of expertise, okay? Which can enable the sales team to then go out and start handing that out to people, okay? Now, whatever media you push that out of, or out on, is completely up to you. What's worked for us is webinars. Also, another thing is blog posts. So blog posts have worked particularly well. If you want to capture leads or do some lead gen activity around it, then probably webinars are not a bad idea or a gated piece of content. So whether it be a checklist or an ebook or something along those lines, and whatever it is, just make sure there's something actionable that can be taken out of it. I mentioned that a couple of times today is that if you're giving somebody some information, make sure there's like a workbook or something with it. Like as an example, I wrote an ebook recently, which was around uh, creating revenue driven marketing teams. Okay. And within that, I also gave a link to a, a, a Google file or a Google sheet that I created, which tells you, which gives you, you just plug in your targets and what it will do is it will create an entire marketing and sales funnel for you. So like that's me creating the blah, blah in terms of the ebook and going through all of the different steps in terms of how you can create something. But at the same time, also giving somebody like something tangible to take away to plug in their own numbers into so that it spits out something that they can focus on afterwards. And that's just a small example. And that, that, that would take a couple of hours to put together, but nothing major. Then once you get that sales field done, you need to be enabling your sales team and pushing them to really push it out. And that's it. Awesome. Yeah, these are really great points. Andy, thank you so much for like coming, sharing this with us. I know you said you're super busy now, running around like crazy with lots of stuff to, get, to crack on with. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and do that. But yeah, thank you for coming here. Thank you for sharing these tips with everybody. And uh, looking forward to seeing what else you guys uh, start pushing out from a content on uh, and webinar perspective as well. Super, thanks, Dylan.